Hey friends, I wanted to take a moment to tell you about my new book, Negotiation Made Simple. For the past 20 years, I have helped business people put together important deals, lawyers settle big lawsuits, small business owners grow their business by getting the most value for their product possible. And through this, I've learned a process on how to use negotiation to deliver outstanding deals. This particular book is those 20 years and everything I've learned about negotiation that's packaged in a very practical guide for solving problems, building relationships, and delivering the next deal. I hope you will jump in, buy this book, read this book, put it to work, and in doing so, you will be equipped to get better negotiation outcomes and to get what you want, not only in business, but in life as well. Go purchase Negotiation Made Simple wherever you buy books and use 2024 as an opportunity to take your next step in your negotiation success. Welcome to Negotiation Made Simple, where we help you master the art of negotiation and win the next deal. I'm your host, John Lowry. On this episode, we are going to think about predictability and unpredictability in negotiation. Specifically, think about how it is that being predictable or unpredictable in our emotions and in our behavior and our decision-making, how it can actually have influence on the other side and how either one of these strategies can be useful in terms of driving the outcomes we desire. I'm gonna use a couple of examples from international relations and international negotiations. And then I'm also gonna talk about how this applies in kind of the everyday world that you and I live in as we're trying to grow businesses and raise families and do good things in our communities. Let's jump into this episode about being predictable and unpredictable in negotiation. Whenever I think about this subject, I think back to the madman theory and Richard Nixon. Uh, The story that comes out of the late 1960s where Richard Nixon is trying to get the U.S. out of the Vietnam War. And he's trying to figure out as he's negotiating with the Soviet Union, as he's negotiating with North Vietnam, how it is that he can create the dynamics that would end this war and get the U.S. out. And so what he wanted to do was to persuade the Soviet Union and North Vietnam that he was insane kind of a counterintuitive, crazy strategy, but he wanted to convince them that he hated communism, he would do anything to stop the war, he had nuclear weapons, no one should predict what he would or what he wouldn't do, and that he was capable of anything because he had lost his mind. And as a result of that, his hope was, was the fear of escalation that would come with him doing something erratic 
would cause them to become more conservative, would cause them to make the concessions necessary that would bring the war to an end. Well, Nixon's strategy, very intentional, worked at some level. It took another few years to get the U.S. out of there, to get the war completely resolved. But scholars say that the madman theory that it became coined as was a deterrent and had some level of effect in terms of helping to bring the war to an end, even though it took a lot of diplomacy in the years following to finally make that happen. And so here's an example of unpredictability and how Nixon used unpredictability to his advantage in his negotiations with the Soviet Union in North Vietnam. Now, this approach, I think it applies to the everyday world, to our world in terms of running businesses and leading teams and raising kids and all of that kind of stuff. The predictability and the unpredictability that's involved in negotiation, in particular, our emotions and our behavior in negotiation, those things can have great influence. And that's what I want to jump into and talk about more today. In my book, Negotiation Made Simple, I write a lot about the predictability of negotiation, especially the competitive form of negotiation. Negotiation tends to be very predictable in terms of how the process plays out. And that's been studied, that's been carefully observed, and people have recognized that this process, it has some very predictable components to it. So for example, just to give you a sense of what those are, the reality is, is that most people, when a negotiation begins, uh, they create a gap. They create a gap between what one side wants and what the other side wants. Uh, it's very predictable. And then what follows is also very predictable. We know that people will make concessions in an attempt to close the gap and get the deal. But what's interesting about the predictability of this is that people also, they will close that gap in a predictable way. And what we know and what we've observed is that people's moves will tend to get smaller, but they're more difficult to achieve which is why kind of the last 10% of the gap can become the most difficult to solve for. And then it's even been observed that if you look at the substance of this predictable process, it too is predictable, and that usually people will end at the midpoint of the first two reasonable offers. And so the process of negotiation is very predictable, but that's not where I want to spend my time today. I want to think about people and their negotiation behavior and the value of being predictable, but also the value of being unpredictable. Because what's interesting about this process is if we are too predictable, then as a result of that, we can be manipulated. Because if people know what we're going to do, they can set us up to do that in a way that works in their favor. And so there's a risk to being too predictable. But at the same time, predictability also builds trust to where if they know what they're going to do, it locks them into saying, if I do this, they'll do that, and I'm good with that. And so it can build trust. But then there's some value in terms of being unpredictable. Uh, the value of being unpredictable is 
the other side may get concerned about what you might do and may become more conservative in the approach. But the downside to being unpredictable is that they may find an opportunity to exploit that. uh, And as a result of that, it could easily derail a deal. And so I want to spend some time thinking about both the predictable and the unpredictable. So let's start with the predictable first. So as we think about being predictable in negotiation, one of the values of being predictable is this idea of being able to establish for the other side what you will do. What that does is it creates clarity. And so with that clarity, there tend to be no surprises. And what will come with that is influence. If the other side truly believes in what you say and what you will do, and you demonstrate that through your behavior and you become predictable in that regard, that can be a very good thing in terms of influencing the other side and its behavior. So for example, one of the things that we talk about is these mixed motives. And one of the ways in which we build trust in negotiation is to tell people that, listen, if if you are going to be competitive, I'm going to be competitive as well. But if you're going to be cooperative, I'll be cooperative. There's a predictability in that behavior. And the predictability that comes with when they're competitive, you're competitive. And when they're cooperative, you're cooperative. That predictability becomes influential because it creates trust. I think that great relationships have that element as a part of them to where those great relationships, they deter very negative, deconstructive behavior, but then they encourage very positive, constructive behavior. And so in the relationship with my wife, I know that when there is a certain point of conflict, if I react this way, it's not going to be constructive. But if I react this way, it is going to be constructive. And we've gotten to a point now in 20 plus years of marriage to where our behaviors and our reactions to certain behaviors have become predictable and we know what those are. And so I've learned what behaviors I need to stay away from. And I've also learned what behaviors are going to be most constructive in terms of helping us move through a disagreement or a moment of conflict or some frustration with each other in a very constructive way. Same thing with business. There's a lot of business that's kind of built on predictability and business relationships that are built on predictability to where people know and they have expectations as a result of that. And by delivering on those expectations, there's a tremendous amount of trust that is built. And as a result of that trust, that becomes the foundation and the bedrock of a positive business relationship. Uh, It's predictability that is born out of consistency. And out of that consistency, there is clarity in what you are going to get. And if that works, people will be very loyal. People will, will be very committed to just continuing that process time and time again. And so there is value in being predictable as a negotiator. But there's also a downside to being predictable. There are probably people that you work with that you know, they are very cooperative people. And as a result of that, uh, if you push them, 
They will do what you want them to do. Uh, There's opportunities to push them further and further and further. And as a result of that, they will do more and more and more. Uh, These are often people that are pleasers and they want to please. And sometimes people can go too far with that and take advantage of that. And so this is a place where predictability can actually make you vulnerable to being exploited. And as a result of that, it can become a very challenging negotiation behavior. And so we also have to be careful about being way too predictable. One of the things, too, that happens is if we're very predictable in terms of how we respond. So if we're talking about our emotions now, and some of us know these people, too, that they have a very difficult time dealing with adverse news or dealing with things that don't go their way or receiving bad news or being told no, things like this. And so what they do is they throw a fit and they haven't matured out of that yet in terms of the same reaction when they were children. uh, This is a reaction now that you get as adults, although it may just be a little different. Now, where I want to spend most of our time is thinking about being unpredictable. This, I think, is a little bit more interesting. There's a lot of research around behaving in an unpredictable way and the impact that that has on the other side in negotiation. And I want to spend some time thinking about that. So being unpredictable, what the research says, and there's lots of different studies out there, and most of these studies have been done in the context of international negotiations. And so this has been kind of looked at in terms of observing foreign leaders and how is it that they negotiate with each other. But then it's also been brought down to just the everyday business context as well in terms of thinking about how, in particular, emotions and having unpredictable emotions can impact the process. And so what this research tends to find over and over again is that if you are emotionally unpredictable, the other side doesn't know how you're going to react, how you're going to behave, uh, how far off the chain you might go. If that is the case and you create uncertainty in terms of your emotional state and how you will bring that into the process and how it will impact your decision-making, what that tends to do is to cause the other side to make more concessions in an attempt to avoid a very explosive emotional reaction. And so what the researchers have found is that by being very unpredictable in terms of our emotions and our communication and our decision-making as a result of that, there is a benefit in the short term, that it actually can yield and produce concessions. But what the research has also found is that that impact, that influence that comes with this is limited. It won't last forever. Because what happens is, is that people grow tired of the emotion. They grow tired of constantly being in fear of what that emotional outburst 
outburst might be or what that decision-making process might be. And as a result, they are looking to disengage as quickly as possible. And long-term relationships typically aren't born out of people that create a lot of uncertainty and a lot of unpredictability in terms of their emotion. Now, what's interesting, and I've tried to learn this over the years, and I've got to rethink this myself, is that I have grown the ability to just stay in the heat of the most challenging, emotionally charged negotiations, just to stay very steady, not to get too high, not to get too low, to look at it as a process, keep the emotions out of it, and just try to make good decisions. But what's interesting about this is, again, if people know that I won't get rattled, or they know that the other side won't get rattled at all, what's interesting is they actually make fewer and smaller concessions. And so this is something I'm going to have to think about because the research says that while that's good in terms of keeping the process moving, while it's good in terms of managing the communication, it may not be the best way to capture value. And so something for me to think about in terms of not being too predictable in terms of my emotions or how I make decisions when managing the process. There's value to being a little bit more predictable. And if we step back and think about it, it makes a lot of sense, right? Uh, We've all had those moments or we have members of our family that these are the ones that lose their temper. These are the ones that go off. I know I've got it with my family to where we're a little bit more careful. We're a little bit more delicate. We're a bit more conservative with those folks because we know what they're capable of. And we know that what they're capable of is not constructive and won't be helpful in terms of the family dynamic that we're trying to create. And so as a result, that unpredictability, knowing that they have the capacity to go there, that actually influences our decision-making and our behavior as well. And you all can identify those people in your life just like I can identify those people in my life. And it's not just our families, it's the people that we work with as well. And so with our coworkers, we can categorize people in the same way. And if we reflect back on our behavior and we reflect back on some of our decision-making when it comes to interacting and working with those coworkers, I think you can appreciate the same thing to where those that are willing to make a big stink, those are willing to to get out of control uh, in terms of some of their behaviors, those people that are willing to say things that may not be as constructive, people that are willing to escalate things with the boss or whoever the case might be, those people you tend to just be a little more careful with because they are unpredictable and you don't know exactly what they're going to do. And so there are some benefits to being unpredictable, but there are also some downsides to being unpredictable. And the downsides to being unpredictable is kind of what I've just described. And that is if we're too unpredictable and people can't figure us out, people get frustrated and people, they, they, they don't feel like they know how to, to manage things. And as a result, what they want to do is they want to pull out. 
because people tend to be uncomfortable with uncertainty. And as a result, they want to get out of those relationships or they want to kind of move on. And so the downside to being too unpredictable or perhaps too unpredictable for too long is that people won't want to deal with you as much. And so that can make it more difficult from a negotiation standpoint when people are just tired of the unpredictable nature of things. There's an excitement to it at times, but the reality is, is that sometimes it can be very, very frustrating for people because they don't feel like they have any control. And when people don't feel like they have control, that can drive them crazy and cause them to want to go elsewhere. And so what is the point? What is the lesson of all of this in terms of the analysis that I've just given you in terms of being predictable or unpredictable? Maybe one question you have is, okay, well, what do I do, John? Uh, Do I be predictable or do I be unpredictable? And I think the answer to that question is the answer to so many questions in negotiation, and that is it depends. Are being predictable or unpredictable It's a strategy or an approach or behaviors that we can control. And what we've got to decide if we are truly mastering this process and we've truly mastered ourselves in the context of this process, what we have to do is step back and think about what is going to be most advantageous in this deal, in this negotiation, and in this moment. Is it to establish predictability so I can build trust or is it to be unpredictable and as a result of being unpredictable, use the disruption that comes with that in a way to get a better deal? And the reality is, is just like I've said, you don't want to be too much of either one. You want to be dynamic. You want to have the ability to be predictable, but also the ability to be unpredictable. And if you can develop that, then you've got the opportunity to take advantage of the benefits that come with being predictable and the benefits that come with being unpredictable, hopefully in a way where you don't also realize the downsides of those as well. And so as you go out and negotiate, I encourage you to find those moments where you need to be predictable and do it, and then also be looking for those moments where It could be really valuable to be a bit unpredictable. And sometimes this may cause us to behave in ways that are a bit uncomfortable for us. We may have to show a little more emotion than we typically like doing. Uh, We may have to make a decision or communicate in a way that's different than what we normally do. Uh, We may have to just end a process and surprise people in how we end it. Or we may have to start it completely differently than we otherwise would just to be disruptive and just to let folks know, okay, this is a different moment, a different deal. And because of that unpredictability, we can capture some value and some concessions from the other side. And so recognize that whatever you choose, it may be uncomfortable for you, but it's through doing hard things that we gain value and we get great deals. Thanks for listening to this episode of Negotiation Made Simple. My light bulb moment here was to recognize that by being very composed, 
by managing myself, by not getting too emotionally involved in a negotiation. Usually that's a very positive thing, but it can be something that holds the other side back from making concessions. And so it's important that we think strategically about how predictable or how unpredictable we are. And in understanding this, which I hope you've captured from this episode, you are now positioned to use these things to your advantage. And by doing so, you will become a master negotiator. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Negotiation Made Simple. Until then, go win the next deal.